Welcome to the Adventure Creator Podcast. Today's guest, Abigail Lovas, is passionate about a lot of things, cooking, yoga, and traveling for sure. And we talk about her path, how she at a very young age knew that she was passionate about yoga and ended up traveling at the age of 18 to India to learn and to become a certified yoga instructor. So she's definitely a knowledgeable human who's carving her own path and passionate about a bunch of things. I'm excited to get to know her a little bit more in this conversation and just continue to see where her path leads. I think um, what I found most incredible about Abigail is just her willingness to, to pursue what she really enjoys in life, but also to have patience and understand that some of her bigger goals are gonna take time and to be willing to put in the, the hard work to learn the craft and eventually down the road run her own business or do whatever else she's passionate about at that time. So I'm gonna get out of the way. Here we go, Abigail Lovas. Abigail Lovas, welcome to the show. Thank you, I'm so happy to be here. It's a pleasure to have you and thank you to Alondra for introducing us and making this happen. Of course. Yeah. Um, how'd you guys meet? I can't remember. We met through her sister who um, I worked with at the French Bakery. So, and then I Ooh. saw French her. bakery that you got those desserts from the other day? Yes. Oh, wow. oh really? Who did you go? Wow. What, what's it called? That did that? No, uh, no, that's another one. Um, another dessert. Yeah. Okay. But I usually get the sandwiches from there and coffee's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I uh, saw her working at the Bellevue Club where I work out and uh -huh. then came to yoga. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Well, this is going to be super fun, and yeah, just excited to get to know you a bit better as well. So talk to me about growing up, what your childhood years were like, what you were passionate about as a kid, and then we'll go, go chronologically forward. Yeah, that's, that's a good way. Um, so, God, as a kid, I, I was very outdoorsy, so we lived near, near a park, and my brother, sister, and I, we would just go to the stream and play in the mud like we were just constantly outside and active and so yeah I grew up biking and kind of playing playing on the monkey bars and uh, <laughs> I'd have like blisters on my hands like awesome. when I was yeah. young just from doing so many monkey bar yeah. swings and yeah so very active lifestyle um Family would go out a lot, it sounds like. Yeah, our family was, my mom was really like dialed into exercise and health from from when we were a young age. So like she would cook all of our meals, like home, home cooked meals, um, you know, take us on walks, on hikes. She really like was ahead of the game in terms mm. of like nutrition and fitness and just like a healthy, well-rounded lifestyle. So um, yeah. We, we did a lot of like road trips and camping. Everything was outdoor, mm -hmm. outdoor oriented. So you would say your mom was more the person that would oh, encourage yeah. you guys to go outdoors. Yeah, definitely. My mom is like, even now she hikes like four times a week and wow. yeah, she's really So I don't active. know your mom, but I know your dad. Yeah. Just from <laughs> sauna conversations primarily. <laughs> oh man. And he's spoken very highly of you in the past. I've heard about oh, you before really? I even really got connected with you. Oh um, man. And I know that, yeah, both of you, you have very supportive parents and your brother's an awesome dude as well. Yeah. Um, and we, yeah, it's just, uh, 
very similar story to me in terms of like my parents originally, my dad mostly got me into the outdoors and just Mm -hmm. exposing me at a young age to just being outside, enjoying hiking, enjoying camping. And that kind of died down for a bit in high school playing basketball, but then it's become a huge passion again. And I think largely because my parents like exposed me to that early on. Mm -hmm. And I know health is also a huge passion for you. So we'll talk about travel, being outdoors, health, um, and just like health and nutrition and things like that. So talk to me, give us a little context about kind of what you're doing today. So we just understand like, you're all like you have all these passions you're (laughs) balancing somehow um it seems like in a a nice way so give me a little bit of context i i like to i like to think i have like my spoon and a bunch of different soups i have i have a lot of different hobbies but um man i would say like yoga is definitely my kind of my main focus in terms of like what i'm passionate about like i started doing yoga when i was 12 years old so i was i was at the gym and i I saw a class and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And I didn't know anybody who did yoga. I just like saw it, saw it on the schedule and I took a class and then started going and that was in, that was in seventh grade. And then I think two years of sort of dropping in and out of classes, I was like, oh, this is, this is something I really enjoy. And then I finally decided to branch out and get a membership at a, a local yoga studio. So I took my first class at, at Hot Yoga Inc. in 2012. And then I, yeah, I just kept practicing. And then when I turned 18, I, I was like, I really want to get more involved in the community. So I, I started working as a receptionist at the yoga studio. And then, you know, after that, I was really getting to know more and more teachers. So I just kept kept getting deeper and deeper into it and then when I when I graduated from high school I I decided I wanted to become a yoga teacher so traveled to India to get my yoga teaching certificate wow became a teacher when I was 18 and then since then I've just been teaching and practicing so it's 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 been a it's been a long journey of kind of slowly getting deeper and deeper into the practice wow What's about yoga? So I, yeah, like they're now teaching yoga in like high school classes, but that wasn't something when I'm 26, when I was in mm-hmm. middle school, high school, I never even really heard of yoga. Yeah. At that time, Lululemon was for girls only <laughs> and <laughs> yoga was not for men really. And now, I mean, since then it's like gender aside, yoga mm-hmm. is really good for Wait, you. Was Lululemon created for, for women's yoga? Class? Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a yoga brand, and now they've uh-huh. branched out. Yeah, into I know everything. Yeah, uh-huh. pretty on so. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to think stretching was not for feminine dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. No. Uh, and my first hot yoga session, you took me there. Yeah. At Hot Yoga Inc. over was there it? in Bellevue. Mm-hmm. The lights are going on and off. Um, and I almost died. I think <laughs> halfway <I>, through. <laughs> I'm st- I'm in there. You know, I consider myself in decent condition, and uh-huh. I I knew it was going to be humbling. So I went in there, and I can't even. I, I'm unable to hold <laughs> poses. Like I'm just dying. At a certain point, I'm just on the ground. Just like they told you to bef- before yeah. the thing. They're like, if you're too hot, just lay down, stay in the room. Don't mm-hmm. like leave after thirty minutes because then you don't get as much of the benefit. But. 
um, hot yoga versus yoga. Like why mm-hmm. you, why do hot, why yoga? hot yoga? Do you do both? Like so when I started at the at the gym classes, they were like warm, like you know maybe eighty degrees, like just above room temperature and. It felt nice to go into like a warm space to loosen the muscles and then as i started looking for like yoga studios where it was like a specialized practice everything around was hot yoga so it kind of felt like okay i'll just try hot yoga since since that's what's in the area Mm -hmm. so i feel like i kind of just fell into hot yoga and then as i did it more and more I just I love feeling that heat and the sweat mm-hmm. deep feeling that you don't get from like regular temperature yoga mm-hmm. so but at home when I practice obviously my house isn't 100 degrees so I do like mix it up from time to time but there's something about hot yoga where you get that detoxifying sweat like mm-hmm. ri- river sweat yeah. sensation mm-hmm. so I think I, I'm like 50-50. I wouldn't be like an advocate for, for either. I, I love hot yoga for the sweat benefits, but then doing yoga in a regular room, I find that actually improve a lot quicker because when you're in a hot room, your muscles just warm up and loosen up for you. But when you are doing yoga in normal temperature, you really have to de- like tune into your breath to like stretch into the muscles. So when I do longer periods without hot yoga I notice my flexibility gets a lot better mm-hmm. so definitely do you feel a difference with um, the connection of my uh, mind and body with hot yoga and just regular yoga yeah yeah I think hot yoga is more when I go in I'm getting geared up for like a workout mm-hmm. and like high energy and there's usually music and mm-hmm. I'm going into hot yoga with the mindset of I'm gonna I'm gonna work out mm-hmm. when I'm doing mm-hmm. regular yoga it's like I'm gonna be mind body connected mm-hmm. I feel like you can tune into your breath a lot more mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like the spirituality aspect of yoga when you're yeah not like thinking about the heat because when you're in the hot room like your mind's on the heat and it's on all these external factors but when you're you're, trying to stay calm you're just trying to like (laughs) survive basically (laughs) but when you're just like doing the postures and you can really like connect more to that kind of oneness i guess of yeah i feel like hot yoga really um hits you in a spot where you get challenged yeah also like cool plunges like you really have to be in tune with yourself to overcome the knowledge of your body which is saying oh it's too hot for me or it's too cold for me but mm-hmm. now it's when your brain kicks in and says yeah all right we, we're we're okay <laughs> you know exactly. nothing's gonna happen but then you are very very in tune with yourself yeah i don't know if you can yeah it's like two really different challenges i'd say the hot yoga is more of like the physical challenge mm-hmm. versus normal yoga is like the mental mm-hmm. mental challenge of like keeping the mind calm and you, you try not to think versus how yoga you're like you're thinking about the music you're thinking about the heat uh-huh. so i love both mm-hmm. i do them both awesome. yeah. do them for different reasons doing hard things is something that i've been in the last year or two it doesn't matter what it is but just like pushing yourself mm-hmm. to do something that sucks to suffer through something um my dad and i were talking about it with bouldering the other day we've yeah. talked about it with cold water but no matter the modality, something about just, we don't have to suffer. Like if you, if you don't have to suffer in this world of like no uh, predators or like we all have these very modern, like not we all, but in a, mm-hmm. the U S we 
are not facing life or death situations very often. So we need to seek out those times when we're pushing ourselves in a way. And just my personal take on it has been it's super empowering and and uh like good for growth to just be like okay i'm gonna get in there do an hour of hot yoga or four minutes in the cold water or ride my bike up a hill or whatever it is and then later in the day like the other challenges don't seem to be as That's big hard. yeah That's i just, love that perspective what do you think is like what have you been getting after that as your like challenge lately like what what do you um, feel like has been the thing you seek to challenge yourself it's not a daily thing. I mean, I don't really like push myself that hard daily. I was in the mm-hmm. ice water yesterday. Mountain biking is often just like riding your bike up a hill for 30 or 45 minutes without stopping. Pretty, yeah. pretty physical. And yeah, I just think um, I have like certain anxiety that goes away when I get into mm-hmm. this just like push myself hard thing. So yeah, thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, what about you, Alondra? Oh, you have to ask a question again. What what is uh what are you doing to like challenge yourself like physically? Like, physically, what, what I I do a lot of a little bit of a lot. A little <laughs> bit of a lot. I like that. Uh, I just love running. I love maybe lifting a little. Just challenging new ways of um, more dynamic. Yeah, yeah, different types of movement. Uh, yeah, variety is good. Hot yoga when I could. Yeah, yeah. Um, before uh, COVID, <laughs> ice plunges. Kyle got me into mountain biking. Oh, I so love it. going uphill for sure, challenging. Yeah, and yeah. also surfing. We got we surfing learned how to was, surf last, yeah, last was fall. A, amazing lesson surfing on like the ocean or wake surfing or both on the ocean Ocean. on Mm -hmm. the ocean oh my gosh so hard have you done it i have i just tried for the first time a few months ago and with a wave storm yeah 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 the wave storm is the foam foam yes i'm like what is it yeah it was it was funny it was it was it was harder than i thought Uh i was because i've i've done wake surfing behind the boat and that i i've like kind of picked up pretty quick so i was like oh psh, surfing no problem and man getting out there and th- the paddling that was uh in, in mexico so we were staying in uh, los cerritos it's that? kind of like to the northwest side of cabo and about an hour from cabo okay. so On the peninsula. yeah so it's this was like a kind of a beach surf uh-huh. bungalow resort so awesome spot but yeah the waves were a lot bigger than we were ready for really <laughs> but but i love it it's mm-hmm. it's fun i can't wait to did do it again waves? I, I did a little bit nice. when someone pushed me it was a lot easier <laughs> yeah definitely so like getting behind and having some support you felt that the ride oh yeah and yeah definitely experience the bliss of just riding away yeah so okay i'm gonna take it a step deeper because I've just started to get to know you, but it seems like you're someone that really like makes things happen. Like we all like life is short. And like, if you don't go after the things you're passionate about, they don't, they tend to just like keep being on the back burner. But you at a young age got into yoga, traveled to India. I want to hear a little (laughs) bit about that, but like, what is it about you? Is it how you were brought up or something inherent that just kind of drives you and pushes you to like do things that like they're fun and passionate, but they're difficult, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with my parents. So they they left their country when they were 20, 21, and 23 years old. They spoke basically no English, had, like, you know, a suitcase each, and they just decided that 
they they wanted to leave Hungary. So I think a lot of my kind of like courage and like like excitement for for life and um, bravery comes from like that and just knowing like wow if my parents can could do that and like challenge themselves then like um yeah it's more like uh i feel like uh, uh part of yeah part of my upbringing was mm-hmm. just it was just normal like oh my parents you know did this and and they traveled a lot too like my dad would tell stories like when he was when he was a kid they would just take take a backpack and a sleeping bag and get on a train and like just tell all these crazy stories of the adventures they went on so I always felt like it was like just kind of the norm to travel (laughs) and like be adventurous and then when I talk to people they're like you're going you're going to India by yourself I'm Uh like yeah of course Uh so I think for me it's every it felt it just feels natural to travel Uh and I think absolutely it comes from my parents like they they never like used scare tactics or like made me feel anxious about like chasing my dreams or doing things that seemed kind of crazy at the time they were they're super encouraging and yeah so parents I, awesome. I have them to thank absolutely yeah. <laughs> it's kind of goes one or two ways i i often the people that i talk to they're passionate about something that's kind of just the premise mm-hmm. and that is largely due to how they were brought up but yeah no that's that's super cool to hear that your parents had that impact on you. Yeah. And yeah, and also the good relationship you have with your parents. Oh, yeah. at least what I see is you have an absolutely great relationship with your yeah. dad, and I yeah. think that helps a ton as well. I yeah, we're, we're pretty close. I mean, he he just has such a good, like, outlook on life. He's so he positive. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, I, I live with him now, and, like, it's just never, like, there's no negativity, like, when compared to, like, other, you know, other friends, parents, just noticing mm-hmm. dynamic of kind of, arguing or frustration I, I with my dad it's like we both wake up at like five thirty six, and wow. like the jokes just start right away it's oh, just never awesome. it's just yeah. never like a dull moment of like just kind of humor or making fun and even if I do find myself like wrapped up in some kind of pity like mm-hmm. party or stress like he's really good about like just kind of switching the narrative of like you know, getting my tiny violin out for you, Abigail, oh. and like making oh, everything so like a joke, and like you know, and I and I appreciate that because when I, I when people feel bad for me, I feel worse for myself. Uh, you yeah, know, definitely. versus if someone tells you like, you know, like yeah, I hear you, and that's frustrating, but hey, you know, yeah. snap back to reality, and I I appreciate that. I like the like yeah. sort of tough love aspect. I think I have a very similar upbringing in the sense of like my parents were never they would not allow me to feel pity for myself yeah. in a way. They would always crack jokes about like, oh, oh sorry, Alana, you know? Yeah, It's like yeah. the violin thing, the, the, the exactly. violin, so funny. Um, one thing that we have in Mexico is like, oh, pobrecita, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry for you. So yeah. it's, poor little one. Yeah, yeah, poor little one. And it's like, every time someone says pobrecita, I get triggered like, no, <laughs> I'm not pobrecita. <laughs> it's like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm just going through this, but eventually I'm going to be, uh, you know, It'll I'm going to be, yeah. yeah. And then he's, uh, Kyle says pobrecita all the time. And she's just like, get away from me. <laughs> Damn man, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's just like a funny joke or a funny way. So I yeah. can totally relate with uh, just like cracking jokes about just how we see life. And sometimes we put ourselves in a really suffering like spot where yeah. we feel like the victims yes. where you can definitely change the narrative and 
really learn from what you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's good to, yeah, address that, you know, yeah, I hear that you have a problem and, like, mm -hmm. recognize someone's, you know, suffering no matter how s small it is, but then, yeah, like, move on. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, <laughs> have your, you know, moment and cry. Exactly, and, yeah. But then, like, find an action mm -hmm. to... To, yes. to move beyond has kind of been my that's how my parents treated me so that's mm -hmm. how I view things and it, and it works for me mm -hmm. you know getting past things so yeah I think just feeling the emotion allows you to actually grow and identify yeah. what you felt the exactly. way feel it but way. then yeah. uh -huh. just move, move on that's yeah. awesome yeah so I like that what's an example of a time you've employed that maybe in the last year a lot of us had a rough last year it sounds like probably with your yoga business things didn't yeah. go as planned in 2020 so is that so, something that was a challenge or was an even bigger challenge recently that man you were able to turn the page on like that that's a good question I feel like so about about a year and a half ago um when I when I first got back from my biggest trip um backpacking in Asia for seven months I came back and I I was just like kind of didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I had, so graduated college and then I left for this one-way ticket to, to Thailand and didn't know how long I was going to travel for, or what exactly what I was going to do. And I ended up having an amazing time and came back and I just kind of was a little lost and uh, was looking for jobs, but didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I, about two months of being home, I had this, had this huge like panic attack, breakdown. I, I just... It was right before I was going to teach yoga class, actually. It was, like, uh, was waiting at the front desk, and I started feeling my heart race, and I was getting really, really anxious, and I didn't know what was causing it. And then um, I ended up having to, like, leave the yoga studio, and, like, luckily a teacher showed up and was able to, like, step in, like, five minutes before the class. But I went in my car and kind of just, like, melt, melted, melted down is what yeah. it felt like. Yeah. And like, kind of like looking back on it now, I realized like I, I just this like just the stress of like okay, I graduated college, I traveled, and like, just like what most twenty something year olds go through, like what am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. And I just yeah had a kind of a huge meltdown, and you know for like I would say a month, I it was just really like hard to hard to do things, hard to kind of. Mm -hmm yeah function and then yeah, not functioning like yeah i was just felt like i was yeah not functioning basically and then yeah then i started realizing you know i gotta gotta get through this somehow so i kind of went through a list of like what what makes me feel bad so at that point i cut out all caffeine so i don't drink any caffeine worry juice what <laughs> worry juice worry exactly juice. yeah so <laughs> no caffeine since then and then like really made like health like even more of a priority than what it was before so like i was active but like now it's like a non-negotiable like i have to do yoga or have to run every day mm -hmm. um and then yeah just like finding the list of like what makes me feel feel calm i guess mm -hmm. and like not getting kind of this like anxious worry state so yeah yep. Yep. i'm I sure everybody, everybody can relate which is kind of what the nice thing about it yeah and also right in front of you, you've got this uh sticker and wristband that i'm yeah. that I'm going to hand your way whenever um, that I work with a mental health nonprofit. My buddy oh, wow. died by suicide like four years ago. And so we started this mental health nonprofit and I've learned a lot through the process of like 
looking at the statistics, but also just hearing so many different people's stories on the podcast. I like to ask about people's mental health as Mm -hmm. well. It opens up a good avenue um, just to know that when like you're going through something, chances are there's like other people that are feeling kind of the same way. And when you're not, when you feel like you're not alone, it's easier to go through something. Whereas if you Mm -hmm. feel like you're isolated, everyone else has a highlight reel on Instagram and they're just doing so well. Like even the other day, my, my buddy commented, man, I want your life, Kyle. And I'm like, Dana, this is just the highlight reel, man. (laughs) The other hours in the day are not always that easy, you know? Um, And so, yeah, I love to kind of have a little bit of space in the podcast to talk about that. that, How do you like now? So you sounds like that was a bit of a transformational Mm -hmm. period. Like a month is not a short amount of time. Like in that, I bet you like talk to me about like what it was like to get out of that. And like, what were the actions that you were taking, even though you weren't like, you knew you were off. Yeah. But how did you kind of like take that step and then start to move forward? I think the most helpful thing was was spending time with like my family and my my really close friends. Like so when it first like when I, you know, kind of had that moment at the yoga studio where I broke down like two days later, I went showed up at my mom's house and like kind of told her like, I'm just I'm not feeling good. I'm just really anxious and feeling down and we we took a camping trip to Woodby Island and she has one of those pop-up tents that's like above the car. The car nice. Yeah, so we we drove and like we spent four or five days just kind of out out in nature driving around and like that that helped me a lot like just to get just to get even just the feeling of getting out of the city. There's something about like being in Bellevue and being in Seattle where you like feel the cumulative sort of stress and like mm-hmm. pressure more so in the last year too oh yeah. god yeah we felt that mm-hmm. we came back from a road trip for just four days and we literally drove into the city and just overwhelmed with yes. stress and both mm-hmm. of us were like uh-huh. what this is going yeah. on you just Why feel it in your body <laughs> exactly so the thing that helped the most was yeah just like changing my scenery and realizing like okay i can i can step out of this like physically and mentally so we we took a nice trip to Woodby Island and just talked and like my mom is really like spiritual and uh, so yeah just thinking about kind of like life is the bigger picture and like this is just a moment of worry and like whatever you do it's just it's, it's just a moment in life and like you can always change and there's no nothing's permanent I guess was like one thing that I like really felt as opposed to like you know you read like the quotes like you know change is the only constant but when you really like feel like yeah everything is really always going to change then it takes took the stress off i'm Uh like things are always going to change and like so there's no point in like worrying like what's this next move going to be because everything can move and evolve so that that helped a lot is time with time with family especially my mom (laughs) Getting away, time with family, yeah. seeing the bigger picture, mm-hmm. huge keys. Yeah. I love that. Big, big help. We've, so, We've definitely talked about, this is this conversation before, and um, something about like getting out of the city and just camping too. Oh, gosh. Maybe yeah. even out of cell service if you're that lucky. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm for it. Absolutely. Um, what do you guys do to kind of ease your stresses? Similar. We take a lot of road trips. Yeah. I mean, we... we go skiing and snowboarding like this winter we've gotten almost 30 days up there oh my so we're God. like 
we've been like really going kind of burning the wick at both ends just like working and just going to the mountain a lot and it's okay it's a balance but yeah i think it's kind of nice that the ski season's coming to an uh, to an end in some way <laughs> every time there's good snow it's like we feel like we have to go you have to, you know? yeah. Yeah. man i know that pressure that's how i feel on a sunny day i'm like exactly i can't waste the day yeah but and then we just spent four months down there in puerto vallarta Puerto Vallarta, with my gringo accent over here. Um, <laughs> you spent a lot of time. Did you, did you practice really Spanish? I did. Yeah. yeah, I improved a bit, and uh, I'm not going to demonstrate any of my understanding. <laughs> now. But yeah, we saw firsthand the pace of life difference between down there and up here. Like yeah. down there, I'm taking a nap a couple times a week. Like mm-hmm. you know, if we we go walk to dinner, maybe sit on the beach for an hour or whatever. That's why we were in a town. We were in a town. Yeah, okay. it's a pretty big town, but not as big as Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Well, that's more of a city, but yeah, yeah um, it wasn't. And COVID hit, so a lot of places yeah, were shut down. Yeah, it was so quiet. Like, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh-huh, more it was relaxed. Quiet. But I, I'm almost craving <laughs> that same sense of just like, s- like focus almost because there's not four thousand different things yeah. pulling yes. you in all directions, yeah. and we also just felt kind of isolated from the noise of COVID and U.S. politics. Like we were <laughs> down there and Absolutely. in Mexico, and I, I personally was like, yeah, we need to talk about COVID because. Uh, I didn't like have that outlet as much. Whereas people up here, like I can't handle this anymore. If mm-hmm. we talk for one more second about this, yeah. Um, so I came back, and then people were yelling at everyone to put on masks, and even up on the ski mountain, like you had someone in the middle of a run yell at your friend to put on a mask, like up on the mountain the with ski. nobody fifty to hundred feet away. But yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, that we do feel that negative energy coming back. When you after feel that. so, I'm curious, do you? Do you feel ins- like more inspired and more creative when you're in the city around people or when you're like kind of in that more remote setting? When does your creativity optimize? I'm I'm better off with no friends and family even close. Then it's just like I have no extra time. It's just mm-hmm. for me, you know. Like yeah. I I don't know, maybe you guys could speak to this as well, but when you have just a few hours in your day that you can dedicate to go work out or you can go see a friend it's like you want to see your friend you know mm-hmm. they're your friend for a reason but yeah. then you realize you're sacrificing like your stretch or I don't really stretch that much if I go for uh, two hours to hang out with a friend I can't go biking you know in the same or it's yeah. just such a it's Depends a trade off yeah. uh-huh. and when you have very clear vision and values and just like this is what I'm working on when I have free time, I'm going to go to the grocery store and get food. That's it. Like, yeah. um, I, I found myself more productive despite everyone else thinking, oh, you're going to Mexico. You're going to be less productive down there. You're going to get more done. Like, and wh- in this world, like you could do yoga. There was one dude, um, Wit, who does yoga on Zoom and he just does oh. it by donation and lives right now. I think he's living in Spain or Portugal. Wow. Kind of the but no, yeah, nomad life. Anyways, yeah. enough, about, enough about us. Crazy. So talk to me about how you got into veganism and your diet and like why what um benefits but also reasons yeah so i growing up i ate meat my parents hungarian diet is like heavy on the beef and the the chicken like everything has meat in it like Uh meat and potatoes is kind of like a standard eastern european cuisine so yeah i grew up eating meat like loving it dairy ice cream you know all the things and then yeah went to India and in the in the yoga school they only fed us vegetarian food 
So I was kind of like, in a way, forced into it because part of the training was so it was it was like eight eight hours a day. So you'd for wait how many days? For a month. Wow. So I was there for a month. Well, actually, ended up. Funny story. I ended up overstaying my visa to to stay longer. <laughs> and how'd uh, that turn out? Luckily, it was pretty pretty painless. I w- ended up going to like the doctor and getting some like the doctor's notes uh-huh. to. Sh- show that I was, you know, sick while I was there and that's why I couldn't leave on time. So mm. when I left, I had at the airport, they were like, oh, your visa expired two weeks ago. Why are you still here? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, I was sick. I, I couldn't fly. So I had to pay like $60 or something. Uh-huh. So it was, but then I couldn't go back to India for like a year. So oh, wow. yeah. You're a little stricter than Mexico. You can overstay your visa as long as you want and there's a flat $25 fee oh yeah so you just, that. Like, was it 25 or 50 yeah for the whole amount per like, day no matter how no long matter. you stay. oh yeah. wow yeah you didn't overstay <laughs> your uh for six days or six months and it was $50 yeah. wow yeah. no there it's like they're strict but I luckily I had a I had a local friend that I met and he kind of helped me like sort, that out. sort that out and uh-huh. went go to the go to the different sort of appointments to figure out how to make sure I don't get in too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so I so went to India and started the yoga training and I quickly realized that they were not serving meat in India and so yeah, I for a month just ate what they fed because it was the program went like you was wait. it good food? It was. It was yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Like you know, obviously Indian food mostly and like lots of lentils and yep. just but really, really good. And then I realized in that like six weeks that I was kind of only fed vegetarian food that I, I felt really good, had a lot of energy. And then I came came back and I, I think I had meat a couple of times, but like I was kind of thinking like, maybe I should go back to that like vegetarian thing again. And then I did. And then I think like about a year or two later, I started reading into more of the health kind of benefits and slowly cut out like dairy and then kind of evolved into this more like vegan lifestyle Mm -hmm. yeah so mostly it's I would say that like the health reasons are what I think about and then in yoga you know a lot of it's like ahimsa is non-violence like one of the main yoga sutras and part of that is like not not harming so whether it's like your body or your mind or physical beings like Mm -hmm. ahimsa is a huge proponent of yoga where you're supposed to like practice this kind of like non non-violent life so mm-hmm. as like as I try to make yoga more of my lifestyle instead of a fitness thing that I do I try to practice like all of all of the yoga sutras and um yes being vegan kind of plays into that for me yeah definitely what kind of food do you guys eat we went to a steak restaurant two nights ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, but I don't judge. You know, it's kind of like I feel. You know, my parents still eat meat, and mm-hmm. I, I, I tried the vegan thing for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, I've there's obviously like you know a long history of all this. Yeah. But I stopped eating red meat for about a year or two, mm-hmm. um, basically because I was not tricked, but. I just, you know, you read one piece of information, you're like, that makes sense. I'm going to, like, meat, red meat's bad for you. They yep. say red meat kills you. And so <laughs> I'm going to stop eating it. I would only eat chicken and fish. And then I was in Amsterdam, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have a steak. And then I never looked back after that. But um, my personal take is, like, I like to eat 
the highest quality meats. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather spend more money on a nicer piece of meat than get more of a lower quality meat. Yeah. Especially like the corn fed GMO crap. Like yeah, where the chicken breast is yeah, like five the, times as big as two dollars a pound be. chicken breast is sketchy. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. I think putting good things into your body. I know I work with these two guys that started Shreddables, the vegan plant-based protein bar. I think mm-hmm. vegan, they don't like to use that word. They like plant-based more. Plant-based, yeah. But um, they just talk about how like, you're putting dead energy into your body. And I kind of resonate with that. Like you're putting this mm-hmm. animal that was killed. You don't know how it was killed, who yeah. killed it, how yeah. long ago. Was it frozen for a year? And then now you're eating this Four weird meat. Yeah. Um, so I think if you like, you know, shoot an elk and then eat, eat some elk that night like that's probably the best possible way to consume meat and then mm-hmm. um there's like totally disparities in our world where not everybody has access to like high quality meats so then it brings up this ethical discussion of like how do we feed the global population and yeah i buy into a lot of the arguments that say like we do need genetically modified food and and uh just like those big factory productions mm-hmm. but Factory producing animals is pretty unethical, in my opinion, as well. Mm, absolutely. So I have sympathy for both sides, but yeah. personally, I I do eat meat. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think yeah, it's all about what feels best for your body. Like just yeah. going back to the, I think like vegan or plant based diet eaters have like the stereotype of like, you know, they don't they're judging everybody who's yeah, eating meat, and like, oh, yeah. it just makes me cringe when I hear that because I'm like, I really. Uh-huh. I'm like whatever suits you, you know. Well, like all the plant-based people I know are ch- pretty really? cool people. But if you go online and you that's look at what like, it is it's online online pages. Oh, it's and crazy! It's always about like different. It's this argument. It's like, horrible. Man. I think yeah. it also depends on like how it all started, how that mentality started. If it started off yeah. on the base of just fitting in, or more of um, how would I say this word. Um, caring about yourself only in the sense of like what you want to present to other people mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah it's uh, it's it such a different reasons. vibe yeah. whereas like for me i don't consider myself just like plant-based or i don't eat like i love me i can't say either or mm-hmm. but i just listen to my body and what my exactly. body says yeah. it's right or you really i really i performed well when i ate this type of food yeah exactly that's where yeah. i base my um diet on yeah exactly yeah you just try different things i like how you said you know you tried something for a year and then just go back and forth and and what you said earlier about working out same thing with diet just variety changing it up like eating an apple is healthy but if you eat an apple every single day like that's not natural because apples don't they're not ripe year round like in a natural way dr aaron our chiropractor in mexico he just talks about like eating the foods from the local area where you're living. Mm-hmm. So like if you're in India, mm-hmm. eat in whatever eat they the have doll. there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Don't try and eat like pizzas while you're in Nepal, which yeah. is what I did. Oh no, not good. They're just not good. They just don't know yeah. how to make pizza. Yeah. There, you know? yeah. <laughs> they know how to make dalbat. That's what they yeah. that's, you know, Yeah, of course. Um, no, and also just like farmer's market. I'd say oh. it balances out your diet yeah. because yeah, what you just said, like you don't have apples all year round. Yeah. So, so fasting is big for you as well you know it's been a, it's recent so yeah. i don't want to like seem like i'm an expert on fasting but yeah i i feel good when i give my body a break is kind of how i've like conceptualize it of like when i don't eat i'm like giving a break to my body as mm-hmm. opposed to like 
that's sort of my reason. So yeah, I've done a, done a few 24 hour fasts and the first one was challenging. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, I did it. I did it with a friend and we, we were kind of just watching movies and laying around most of the day. And then we went out on a walk and that was probably like hour, uh-huh. hour 20 of our fast. We we're on yeah. a walk. That yeah. And I was like, I was like, I gotta sit down. You know, like just obviously being way dramatic, but I, yeah, I think it was, it was, going back to what you said earlier about like challenging yourself mentally that was one thing where I felt like it was more of a mental challenge than a physical challenge because right to not eat for 24 hours is like you're gonna be just fine physically but mentally it's like I didn't realize how much I think about food throughout the day Mm -hmm. and how much my day revolves around like when should I eat next or like Mm -hmm. should I plan meals and a lot of that's being like busy I leave my house at seven I don't get back till seven so I do have to plan ahead but it makes me realize I'm thinking about food a lot yeah so that's what Dave Asprey says yeah 15 to 50 percent of our thoughts are about what we're going to eat for our next oh meal. my god mine's probably like 70 to 80 <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. <laughs> but part of that is i love cooking so it's like uh-huh. i'm thinking about like what can i make or like what do i have in the fridge that i can uh-huh. sort of i think that's healthy but if you're yeah. like trying to focus and your tummy's telling you like <laughs> hey what are you gonna put in here and you're like hey i'm trying to work or like yeah i haven't eaten today for this podcast and one of the reasons why I've been fasting in the mornings is simply because I have less mental energy towards my meal. Mm -hmm. I can wake up. doesn't really matter. I can just do stuff for a while and then eat later. And I like, it wasn't easy right away, but you keep doing it a couple times. I'm not hungry at all. It's almost noon. Yeah. And you feel fine since I don't know, nine or eight or something last night. Yeah. Do you, do you try to like stay rigid about it like 16 hours or are you just kind of flexible no, flex yeah once i've been trying to also just like eat breakfast once or twice a week too like right yeah. away like eight or yeah. nine a.m to variety i like yeah. that i like yeah. that a lot just having like the ability to be resilient is mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. especially when you travel i've talked oh. about that on the podcast because i used to be into fitness like lifting a lot mm-hmm. and when you're always so focused on i need to eat so much and you know calories in calories in and then you're like stressed out about going to Europe or whatever because you can't get your same meal planning yeah Yeah. Yeah, absolutely I'd rather be in a situation where I'm more adaptable personally flexible and if shit hits the fan too like all those big buff dudes at the gym they're not gonna be the people you want in your bunker you know yeah someone who doesn't need as many calories who's has more energy (laughs) yeah yeah that's just kind of a joke but I have maybe he said some of his Primal side and just goes off and kills an animal. And gets yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's true. Like, what's going to go on? Yeah, like used to go four or five days without eating, like on a hunt. Yeah, like a group of guys usually would go out and maybe not eat for days. And like day three, you get more energy. Day four, you get like exactly. that was the idea, and that's why humans evolved to like chase down deer and elk for hundreds of miles, whatever. Super fascinating stuff, and I think tapping more into like the primal side of things is healthier generally mm-hmm. and the modern lifestyle can be super unhealthy yeah so yeah. fasting's cool it is it's I, I like the mental challenge of it i like the yeah the break the break from food mm-hmm. so yeah what other what other fitness i think she does yes yeah. you don't think about it it just happens it, it just happens yeah but you get hungry in the mornings a lot i get hungry in the mornings but i think it's because i train myself to yeah. yeah 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 because i always have like you said the the smoothie bowl yeah i've always had water tea 
and then smoothie. smoothie. You just have uh -huh. your routine. Yeah. So yeah, and then I train myself. But other than other than that, I can go on twelve hours without without eating, eating and it's totally fine. But I think it's just I, when I was younger, I had an issue with like eating. I was my mind wasn't on eating all the time, so yeah. I kind of my mom had to force me to <laughs> eat. Wow. So I think that's why I she do it naturally. Yeah, yeah. like I can't talking. eat. I gotta talk. <laughs> Everyone would finish their meal, and you'd be sitting there with talking. your full plate of food. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, wow. oh, this food is waiting for me. What should I do with it? <laughs> Mimi. Maybe it's my sister. You know, yeah. we call her Mimi. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's like Mimi, help me <laughs> eat. Help me eat this. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's just different for yeah. every person. I think yeah. some do have to do it intentionally. Some don't. Yeah. And it's totally fine. So you have a full-time job and you do the yoga stuff? Yeah, and Practice I also teach. tutor on the side. So I've got, I've got three things going right now. So a state manager is my, my full-time job. And then, uh, yeah, I tutor, uh, tutor in English. I have five, five students that I work with. Individually? Individually, uh -huh. yeah. Online? But I'll do combination. So some of them I do like online tutoring, and then um, a few of them I go to their house and... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then yoga, but yoga's slowed down right now, so I haven't haven't taught for like a year, every year now. During the summer, I had a good uh, outdoor yoga community going in nice. my neighborhood, which was like really fun. So and, like, fun. It just blew up too. Like I had like two students at first, and then like the next week, it was like the whole like lawn was full of people. So we we stretched that out until it was like winter coats almost, but it was so felt amazing to teach again and like have that yoga community so but yeah the yoga is definitely missing uh -huh. <laughs> right now how do you see those things fitting together if you were to project out like a year from now what what i want like how and just how do you think about in terms of like your mindset towards your full-time job versus is like do you want to transition to be your own boss at some point oh or? man great question yeah. <laughs> that is that has been on my mind a lot yeah i think absolutely like the dream is to transition fully into yoga so open my own studio and yeah create a space that is like mine and i can kind of teach teach the classes i mm -hmm. want have the vision because you know part of traveling is i would i would go to just a studio in almost every city i went to just to kind of feel out different vibes and like as I would travel I would like take notes or pictures of like little mm -hmm. details I like and teachers and yeah I think like my long-term goal is to, is to one day open my own yoga studio so I feel like right now I'm in the like sowing the seeds you know like saving saving money and yeah. kind of grinding out in something I'm you know like but I'm not like passionate about so that one day I can have my own yoga yes. studio. Is my yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you have a purpose behind the full-time job, mm -hmm. I think it makes it a lot easier. Like if you feel like you're pulling hairs and yep. not like there <laughs> for the right reasons. I heard a great take and I mentioned it on the Symphony podcast, it's like this other podcast I do and it's mm -hmm. shorter and on a specific topic where this guy on the podcast we were listening to Antonio Neves mm -hmm. talked about like reframing your job as your dream job can either be something you're passionate about or something that allows you to do what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like, there's this somewhat uh, unfortunate idea that I've fallen into in the past where it's like, 
you have to be super passionate about your full-time job. Oh, Otherwise, God. it's not a good place for you. You're yeah. wasting your life or this mm -hmm. and that. And I think then you don't spend your free time in the right way. You just come home and you're tired and annoyed and you don't want to like do something yeah. creative or yeah, yeah. something that's like yoga teaching or yeah. anything like that so I, I I love that because it's so true like there's such a pressure like you have to love your job and I'm mm -hmm. like well <laughs> I have to pay my bills mm -hmm. too so I think a lot of it's yeah like you know enjoy your job but then also mm -hmm. on the side have those things where like whether you're mountain biking and you know or hiking or climbing like have your job for kind of financial support and to like it a little bit and then a million other things that you love and are passionate about and obviously the dream is to make that your yeah your job but yeah I think I'm all about having variety of incomes and doing things that may not be the like funnest mm -hmm. for like long-term gain like the way the way I went to Asia was my first job working at J.C. Penney when I was 16. She's saving up. So, I mean, like, how f working in the men's department, making $9 <laughs> an hour, nine twenty-five, like, specifically, I remember. because my of hours yeah. plane ticket. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I was like, and at the time, it was like, oh, my God, I'm making $9 an hour. I feel, you know, such a big That's girl. Big yeah, saying, compared yeah. to babysitting for five, you know, this is great. So, but, yeah, I mean, two years of that, and then, then I moved to the French bakery and started making coffee. And luckily there you had like tips. So it was like mm -hmm. building up the, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of like work in order to then travel for, for a long, longer period of time. But yeah, it sucked while I was doing it. But mm -hmm. then, and I got to travel for seven months. So it was worth it. So your parents didn't support that at all? No. Wow. Yeah. I was That's impressive. all my own money. So same with my yoga training. That was like, just the yoga training alone cost four thousand dollars so paid for it paid for that wow. on my own um at 18 yeah so i mean i was working all all throughout like this is <laughs> i mean i i i think i had my first interview for jc penny when i was still like 15 and a half uh -huh. they're like uh you actually have to be 16 to work here uh -huh. <laughs> so i waited and waited i feel like that's uh kind of like what your parents oh, yeah. i always say wisdom is better than fortune in terms of yeah. money if you Give your kids wisdom and how to how to work achieve yeah. something. Yeah. It's better than giving them the money. Yeah, and I think, I think they did a great job with you in that sense. It's like they gave you the wisdom that you needed to really understand the full picture and act on yeah. what your dreams were. Well, I think you appreciate it a lot more versus like when someone gives you yeah. something versus like when you work for it yourself. Like totally. I felt like I. And I and spending especially like the yoga training right that I was like only only eighteen and it was like okay I, how many hours did I work to like do is this something I really want to spend my money on and like you know both my parents were like are you sure you want to spend like literally all your savings on this this yoga thing and I'm like yeah <laughs> you know and so it just yeah it was that your gut yeah you I'm I'm a huge like believer in like things just coming to you and like uh -huh. they come to you for a reason like yeah. running starts so like being in high school for two years and then moving on to to Bellevue College I just felt like I just had like an aha moment where it came to me and I was like okay I have to do this and then wow. it just and the yoga training felt like another like kind of moment where I think like an idea just like comes to me and I I just have to do it so I don't know 
like yeah the reason or how but i i don't know whether it's like intuition but yeah i think it's just like when i get an idea i just like i have to do it <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot of people don't act on those little voices in yeah it's the voices yeah. that's a perfect way to put it yeah like they don't always tell you what you're supposed to be doing so mm-hmm. like you might miss it like if you're too yes. distracted or yeah. not in the right place to hear it yeah i love the book the alchemist great <laughs> i've never it. read it but i was oh. been recommended to me twice this week it's so good it's like it talks about that exact thing it's like you know the, the soul of the universe and like mm-hmm. is always like dropping hints and like you can choose to ignore your heart or you can like pursue your your passions and like mm-hmm. ever since i read that book i'm like if i have a feeling or a thought i'm like this was for no for a reason and there's yeah. a difference between like you can kind of feel the differences like between because I, I have a lot of ideas and some of them like i'm like no i'm not gonna do this but when you know like no this is something i I definitely need to do mm-hmm. so yeah what other resources podcasts do you like to listen to books that you've read that have been impactful but yeah oh man um I so yeah I really love really love The Alchemist uh anything by Malcolm Gladwell I really like tipping have you point. read him yeah Tipping yeah. Point Outliers um the other really good book that I read is um it's called I'll Push You it's about these two best friends who, um, one of them, he has a series of medical, you know, things which ends up leaving him like paralyzed from the legs down. So he had a dream to one day walk the Camino de Santiago in Spain. Mm-hmm. And that's also one thing that I want to do one day. Yeah. So what is that? Uh, it's like a 500 mile walk across Spain. So and he didn't have legs. So he, so his friend ended up pushing him in a wheelchair wow. across the whole thing. Oh, wow. So it's this true, you know, true story, and it's really inspiring, and I love any type of, like, memoir like that, and that one, like, really spoke to me because it was, like, these two friends, like, who had this kind of vision and dream, and then one of them became paralyzed, and so he's like, well, we're still going to do it. Wow. So ended up pushing him 500 miles in a wheelchair. I mean, it's, like, hike. It's not, like, a paved yeah. road. It's, like, they must have mountains. Like, and yeah. big wheels on that wheelchair. They did, actually. There was, that was part of it, was getting, like, all this funding for this, like, crazy wheelchair. Wow. So I love anything that's, like, yeah, just kind of, like, a good motivational story, which is why I love this podcast, because you hear, like, uh-huh. what people are passionate about mm-hmm. and, like, what they're doing to, like, kind of get after their dreams so yeah. and you hear that we're all just human beings too yeah i feel when i listen to podcasts sometimes the people are just so successful and so far along in their career that it's like cool okay you used to be at square one also but like on this podcast like we get to talk to you like on your way to in those the dreams yeah, yeah. And that's what um, i love about it like I see these almost as time capsules. I've said this before, but we'll be able to listen. What was on our mind in 2021 in March? And like, yeah. how were you thinking about things? And what was the conversation like? Just the topics that we're talking about and those things. Surely they're going to be different in a couple of years. And it's just all part of the journey. That's a think. huge driver for me and why I like doing this podcast for sure. Yeah. That's um, so good. podcasts. What yeah, podcasts podcast. So, to? man, I love... Lately, I've been really into financial ones for some reason. I think part of that is coming from like the big, the the business thing. I think that's what it is because I, I've like, so I kind of switched. I used to listen to like Oprah, Super Soul. I kind of had this like spiritual podcast Mm -hmm. phase, but now I'm, 
every day I listen to um, uh, like Wall Street Journal money briefing mm. where they talk about like the it's like it's really short it's like 15 minutes just like what's the biggest sort of financial story of the day so Wall Street Journal um, I listen to marketplace is another one I listen to um, pivot um, with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway they're like uh, financial reporters and they're funny they have a great banter they have an awesome podcast it's twice a week so yeah I think getting like more like comfortable with financial dialogue so that like one day when I do have to like kind of get in the negotiating mm-hmm. whether it's for my yoga space or even just like jobs and uh yeah thinking about money personal finance i'm a huge saver like i'm definitely dialed into budgeting i have like an app where i (laughs) well maybe a little ocd (laughs) like a a lot of ocd um i keep track of everything i buy so like if i buy like a five dollar bag of you know pretzels i'll put it in my app so like every month I know exactly how much money I spent That's awesome, and yeah. then I put into a spreadsheet at the end of the month I put like how much money I made like you know t- t- with the full-time job tutoring and yoga and then I put in my spending so that way every month I know how much I save mm-hmm. so and it's 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 uh it's motivating because then I can see like it becomes like a game to me I'm like okay this month I was able to save this month and like thinking okay that's that's three months in Asia, you know, or something, or whatever it uh-huh. is. So I like that. Yeah, if you translate. <laughs> yeah, I translate. Oh yeah. How many days in this tra- trip? I think I would do that. Make I used to do it, but only paper, pen and paper oh, for yeah. my friend. Yeah. yeah, that's and then, simple. Yeah, that's the way I would go to Mexico so many times throughout the year to visit families and just like take, you know, it's saving. Yeah, like, and it's a good point yeah. that you're bringing up here because when someone looks at the Instagram account and sees that you've traveled to mm-hmm. Asia and that you've done this and that, yep. the first thought they have is, oh, their parents probably supported it. Yep. Not mm-hmm. the case with you. Oh, I love <laughs> when people ask. That's my favorite yeah. question. Abigail, how have you been to so many countries? Uh-huh. But you, you made know? real sacrifices. Yes. Like, but I you mean, see it as a game. Yeah. This is, I think this is super <laughs> valuable. Like if you, yeah. if you see not spending money as like suffering. No, no, no. It's a game. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a absolutely. fun game. It's, it's a, like, it's a, like it's a, so... No, I love it when people ask me, like, how do you... Well, the other thing is I'm a cheap traveler. I mean, uh-huh. I stay in hostels. Totally. Like, I think in Asia I spent, like, $1,200 a month or something, wow. roughly, wow. for every accommodation travel. I took mostly... I also like taking trains and buses. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in seven months I took, like, three flights. Mm-hmm. Like, it was all land not travel. easy to do over there in southeast asia no man i was on a couple chicken buses where i was nice. like I probably should have taken the plane but <laughs> all right learning building character right yeah. so no i definitely um that one well one of our cameras is done we made it to an hour that's good nice wow but yeah that that, that camera on you is all it's done for the day that's all right let's uh yeah cheers to that so um traveling on your own Mm-hmm. Did you ever like feel scared or I don't know this is kind of yeah. a dumb question but No, that's a good I think question. It's just, I've had friends like I had a friend last year she said, "Hey, you're going to Nepal. 
tell me like from a woman's perspective like is it somewhere I could go on my own yeah and I went over there and I was like I mean yeah you could you could do it mm-hmm. I had a guide the whole time I was there oh really so I hired a guide yes and yeah what did you I want to hear just a little bit about what yeah. you did in Nepal because I, I I didn't know that you went there yes I went there for like 21 days and I had a guide the whole time he made every decision for me I paid him a flat amount of money and he yeah. just said Here's the itinerary. Here's we did a trek. Just one on one, you and fourteen this guy. days. Yeah, me and him. Yeah. If I were to go back, I would try and maybe get some friends to split the cost of the guide. But yeah. really, it paid off so much because I would have had to spend like weeks preparing this trip, mm-hmm. mapping out every little detail. And yeah. from the U.S. to Nepal, it's like not easy to know. Can I make it from What's here to here? The, yeah. Like the first day we went up to the mountains, we had a we had to take four different jeeps because there was two or three maybe landslides, oh like fresh big landslides, yeah. like where they need to bring bulldozers. It's going to be days yeah. without the guide. How am I going to like communicate to these Nepali guys that don't speak barely any English? And so it just yeah. helped me basically punchline was I was able to just enjoy the experience more, more without the stress. Was that your first like big big trip? I'll- like internationally, okay. yes. I went to Europe for three months on my own. Okay, totally so you had own. done travel before. I had done some, I'm a big solo traveler. Yeah. I love solo traveling. Even better with my partner here. But solo travel is awesome because you're just meeting so many people at hostels. Like, yeah, very open to just like, oh, here the three of us are going to go out for the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Make a um, friend. But I had a fantastic time in Nepal and getting a little bit exposed to the Buddhist culture and Hindu mm-hmm. culture and. Um, just like how life is over there. It's a third world country, but they're just so generous and warm and hospitable people. Yeah. And wow. Have you ever thought about going to Nepal? Yeah, I, I would love, I've heard so much about the, the trekking and the hiking uh-huh. routes there. Did you, did you do any of them? The Annapurna circuit? I yes. Guess. It's a yes. very classic, Yeah, I've heard, that's the one. one. <laughs> yeah. And then I talked to Ben Demon, who uh-huh. traversed the Himalaya on foot. I don't oh know if you got God. to that part of the conversation, but Jeez, he like... Impressive. There's like maybe wow. one or two people that have even done it like on record. It's like wow. maybe he was the first. It's not even clear, but he was he's the guy who first was like telling me that the adventure starts when you get off the trail and when you get just you're get literally into- just going. Oh and wow. He, he was That's brave. <laughs> he was crossing all the highest passes he could do and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. Like that's a serious like feat to Trekker. do that. Yeah. And I think I would like to start to take some steps towards mountaineering and just mm. doing more like just getting off the walking path where everyone else can go and yeah. just feeling what it's like to to go a little bit deeper. To have a change. But trekking is the pleasure of walking. That's what I learned when I was there. It's not about like getting from point A to point B, nope. it's just about enjoying every moment. The You're tr- in no yeah. rush. You're just enjoying, yeah. Having tea every couple hours. Taking a break. Looking at the views. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love that. I did a lot a, of cool Indian people as well. Yeah, because they're yeah so close. Uh-huh. I did a trek when I was in Myanmar, and it was like a it was like a four day with a guide um, through this like straight up jungle. Like I, we actually saw a. Uh, cobra snake wow. in the jungle like nearly peed my pants <laughs> but um wow. it was yeah it was it felt like i mean this guide he he wasn't like super fair or anything but it was like we were we were tra- hi- hiking and like very, very physically intense but yeah we stopped like every four hours had a snack uh-huh. had a break and it was just kind of like here's this tree and what it means or you know and I and it was like my first time that I really was like 
not on like a mission when I'm hiking because uh, usually I like to you know hike with some pace and yeah, kind of get, there. get a little workout in at the same time but it was like it felt like the realizing the difference between trekking and hiking yes. mm-hmm. it's way different so mm-hmm. that's yeah Nepal would be the great place to do yeah. some more trekking so many funny little phrases that stuck with me from it the one that just like hit home was the mountain marathon oh my, <laughs> my guide would say yeah you know some people they come all the way from the other side of the world to the Annapurna circuit to do the mountain marathon basically yeah. just like go Run through, through yeah. as fast yeah. as you can don't experience <laughs> yeah. anything and then, and then go just home, go home. <laughs> yeah. and then tell everyone in social media that you I did, did this it. On the yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, yeah, that just the mentality of uh, seeing travel as more than just like getting there and leaving. Like, really, it is about the journey, and yeah. I think um, not having a rush or a time constraint on your travels is so nice. Can change it quite a bit. Yeah, that's like being able. We were in Mexico four months and actually got to like immerse ourselves in the community to the mm-hmm. point where we like had some friends that lived down the street and over in Sayulita and felt like we were almost like living there full time. I mean, we were living there full time, but yeah. it was like- You get your local coffee as as, shop and <laughs> totally. like you figure everything she out. She had her favorite coffee shop like right around the corner. I think they, they charge like 30 pesos for like a pretty good coffee, 20 or 30 pesos, which what? is a dollar. It wow. wasn't necessarily the coffee, it was the people. The people well, are yeah. so nice. You just, just the community mm-hmm. feeling, that's why. Yeah. yeah. So nice, every time we go in there, yeah. It's just a nice, do you guys have any other big like trips ideas you know dreams in the making you answer that big big trips big or like trips. ideas you know like well goal, love goal, to go travel to the Andes, goals. just oh, travel yeah yeah and see it from different perspectives and um yeah but i were tied to Belize here for 15 months oh, 15 well, not super tied 15. down but yeah. we I'm actually going to go to Cabo. Oh, really? Yeah, probably. Oh, nice. um, News to me. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> surprise. To Cabo? Well, to, yeah, to visit a friend that yeah. we met, Maria, that oh. we met in um, uh, Nayarit. Uh-huh. She's oh. living there now, so probably. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, there's a lot to cover anyways. still, yeah. yeah. Definitely. But for sure would... He wants to go to Nepal again, and I, I would love to go to Nepal. Yeah. Yeah, and just experience. If you want to go, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that would be, <laughs> yeah. man, it's, it looks so, because that's one of the places I think I'd rather. I, I love solo travel, too, but there's a few places I'm like, well, yeah, that might be better with yeah. a group. Like, the, the long, longer hikes, like, even when I think about, like, walking the Camino de Santiago, I'm like... I don't know, it's 30 days walking alone. Having people to encourage you <laughs> yeah. to see, you know, that you're going through the same suffering, just Oh, it's through. so much more fun that yeah. way. Yeah. And just maybe crack a joke or, you know, yeah. about your suffering. Exactly. And just having a positive energy. At least that's what I love. If you're with the right person, yeah, yeah they can either, like, make it funny or they can make you, like, more negative. So, Yeah. yeah. Definitely picky about like my travel companions. Yeah, I've, like I've always like casually friends been like, oh, I want to go on a trip with you. And certain people, I'm like right away like let's book it. And other people, like you just kind of know the chemistry because I mean it seems like you know me and you have like a similar way of traveling, and it's like just sort of spontaneous uh-huh. and like off the bitten track. And like I I never like the pressure of like feeling like I have to like make someone else 
feel happy or mm. like do what they want to do which is why i've kind of defaulted to traveling alone because then there's no pressure I'm like if something goes wrong like oop. you're pretty particular with your travels no do you like like timing and i think doing, I, like i go with the flow that's <laughs> yeah that, that's <laughs> If you if she wants to do something, I'm chill. Let's Love. just do it. Yeah, know? that's I can I'm, tell. I'm kind of joking. Yeah, I am a little particular sometimes. Yeah, oh really? I try and go with the flow. Really, you seem like such a like <laughs> you're yeah. going with the flow. Yeah, you do. I know. You seem like spontaneous. No, <laughs> he's very spontaneous. He loves to be out at the beat and beaten path. Um, yeah. I've had to train myself yeah. to learn how to slow down a bit too. Because yeah. like when we do road trips in the past, sometimes yeah. I'm just like, let's go nine hours directly there and then boom we're gonna go to the next spot yeah. and then like just i remember the, the first reason, time we went to utah it's yeah. like okay we're gonna go there we're gonna do all this stuff well, it's we like, oh yeah so awesome yeah. yeah yeah and then i'm i have two friends that i love traveling with them mm-hmm. my name is juan pablo they're my best friends and then yeah. um also another one um called Adrian, but they're such chillers you know it's like <laughs> We go on um, a road trip, and then we see something cute outside of the road. We stop and really experience it, and then we go on if, yeah. like, the time doesn't I'm go like, as No, no, no. Cool. If yeah. we stop, like, we're not going to be able to shoot the sunrise time. Uh, yeah. No, no <laughs> That's chance. so funny, yeah. the contrast between yeah. you two. Yeah, so we've worked on it. We've worked on it. And got we got better. right now in a Our good recent, spot, we I think. We, we're in a good spot. I, we just did a two-week road trip from Seattle to Tahoe to Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. And did not rush it at all. We had we friends didn't. and family to stay with. Yeah. Relax and I think enjoy. it was a really good balance. Yeah. Like feeling like we're being like productive and getting a lot done out of our trip. Yeah. Um, but not but, rushing it yeah, too much. Yeah, but also taking yeah. the time to really. It's good to find experience. the right person. I think yeah. like that's so important because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun to be with somebody, but when you're when you're different, mm-hmm. you got to find a way to blend. I think up until this point, I've been kind of like, oh, I don't even want to uh-huh. like find the compromise with someone, so I'll just go alone. Do, but do I do. You, you and your dad. We've we've trips. we've gone to like Hawaii together and stuff, uh-huh. and yeah, he's he's a good travel companion, and uh, but yeah, he's just not as like physically. Like, like I'm like, let's go on a five mile hike. He's like, I can do like one. So, <laughs> but sometimes like, he's he's good. Um, so he plays soccer, but he's not a long hiker. Doesn't no. Like well, he plays like goalie now most of the time. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Stands. So he's not like doesn't like to run as much anymore. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, traveling. Awesome. Are you gonna go? Um, you're gonna travel now to? Yeah, I'm going to Maui and. Uh, in three weeks to do some hopefully some more surfing no way. Land. yeah so um yeah i'm trying the to trying i'm trying to get into um wing foiling have you heard about that sir it's the surfboards with, with the have foil foils. and yes. then you hold this like wing thing so i'm gonna oh. i'm gonna have a wing foil lesson wing foiling yeah so i'm that pretty excited is that what it's we saw in cancun do you think no we saw in cancun a wave a windsurf foil. Yeah. So it was a windsurfer with a foil, and the guy was Flying. whipping crazy <laughs> amount of wind right off the beach. He would get up and just foo, straight out yeah. through the waves. It was really... I'm super excited. So that's, that's kind of my, my idea for, for this wow. trip is to hopefully... I've never tried. Surf a little uh-huh. more. Tr- yeah. Surf more, but yeah, this wind wing foil that sounds rad yeah that sounds really cool I'm all i love trying new things we're so. gonna have to see some photos and videos on your uh if you get if you get a chance for someone to i video know you, yeah it's hopefully gonna be hard to oh, I'm, I mean, somebody's gonna video it's yeah. like one of those moments where you're like uh <laughs> don't want to be shallow <laughs> but i need a video of this if i if i'm at all successful so 
Very cool. We're yeah. talking about getting surfboards, and uh, I'm about to buy a surfboard a like this week. Yeah. I have a wetsuit. It's like it's a Iron Man swimming wetsuit. Oh, yeah. It's uh, not going to get it done in winter out here. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> Summertime. Will anything maybe. get it done besides a dry suit? Maybe. People do it. Yeah. People do the wetsuit thing out here. God. Yeah. There's apparently really great surfing in Washington. And there, yeah. Just yeah. wasn't something we were exposed to. My friend group growing up, we never really wanted to do it. But Definitely. now I have some friends into surfing, and it's really cool. So, yeah. It's a great time. So I like to um, ask, I don't know, I've got a couple go-to questions towards the end of the conversation just to wrap things up, but it's been fantastic getting to know you. And I'm just inspired after talking, having this (laughs) conversation, like just seeing another person who's like very clear, maybe you can correct me, but you seem Mm -hmm. very clear on what it is you value, how you spend your time and money. And I think that reflects back and what you've been able to accomplish so far in your life man what do you have on your bedside table oh i have i have a, a photo um kind of collage with a couple pictures one one is with my mom and i and the other one is with my my best friend and i and then my sibling so like kind of like the my, my, my main people Beeps. my main people and then i have a pen and a notepad mm-hmm. just in case i have an idea that <laughs> don't want to forget and then i have like whatever book i'm reading so right now it's uh deepak chopra's uh book chopra chopra yeah so that's not the uh what's her name she was on jarvis recently yeah. chopra jonas no. Oh no! That's dif- different Chopra. Yeah. Yeah. Deepak. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's on my bedside table. Very cool. Is a yoga book? What is uh, it? No, it's kind of like a spiritual, like path book. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you, so do you? Random question, but like, what's your? Like, do you specifically meditate as well as do yoga? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I, meditation is like I kind of more recently gotten into it like in my yoga training whatever five years ago we did a little bit of meditation in that but I wasn't like into it as much but in the last I'd say three three years I've like every day I wake up the first thing I do is like drink a glass of water and then I meditate okay so yeah I sometimes it's with a video and like a guided meditation mm-hmm. I really like like yoga nidra which is like a sleep meditation that you do like you do it in the morning that's in the night sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah then i go back to bed for the rest of the day (laughs) no so yeah meditation like is every day now kind of thing for me and uh yeah i love it it's i feel like that's when i when i slow down and have like those moments of stillness is when i get my most creative ideas so like thinking about like all the big things that i've like done in my life have they've come to me like in a moment of meditation whether it was a seated meditation or like you know walking in a hike alone can feel like meditation for me also and Mm -hmm. that's when I feel like I get the like burst of you know creativity or like ideas flowing in my head as opposed to like running around and going from work to work or you know Mm -hmm. more to-do list items I miss the like creative moments but when I meditate it's that it gives me time to like have those kind of spontaneous ideas and like creative thoughts so that that's why I love meditation is to think like not not think but slow down my mind so that way I have time for like the creative ideas that just come to me so well said Mm -hmm. 
So well said. I think about that a lot. Like you need to create that space for yourself to have that idea, time, brainstorming, yeah. thinking about things. The break, like where you're not thinking but you're receiving the ideas uh-huh. almost. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of how yeah. I feel it. That's a way but it Yeah. So not thinking but receiving. Yeah. So if you could take um, the Facebook homepage, Mark Zuckerberg comes in the DMs and gives you the, the code to Facebook, mm-hmm. and you could put one message to the world. Oh my God. What would you say? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, Not my question. I got it from somewhere else. I can't that's remember. a good question, nonetheless. Oh my gosh, what would be my, you know, it would probably be some inspirational quote. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to think about which one. I'm a big, I studied English in college, mm-hmm. so I love like anything with words, reading, writing. So it would probably be some kind of quote. Um, gosh. Oh my goodness, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> is, it's, it's, that's such a hard question. Yeah, it would probably be like some some type of motivational quote of, of some sort. Like, get inspired or something. Get inspired. Probably something by pa- Paulo Coelho, like uh-huh. who wrote The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's got a lot of really good quotes. So mm-hmm. some quote by him. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll leave it uh, uncertain for now. Yeah. I'll get back to you on the exact quote. Awesome. And then your Instagram account, how do I find you on the on the gram? Yeah. I'm, I'm Abigail Lovas. So first and last name. Yep. I try to, try to post from time to time about my traveling. and. I do you po- post about like yoga? Do you share your yoga practice at all? Or do I you, do, yeah. Uh, I have kind of a variety, like just like my life. I feel like my Instagram is like, it's no, not, not focused on one thing. I have, I post about travel. I post about yoga teaching, yoga practicing. I recently, especially in COVID, uh, post a lot about cooking. Mm-hmm. So you'll definitely see me on the stories making some type of creation. Nice. And my dad taste testing it. And he's, I think he's like the reason people follow me because <laughs> um, he like, he always, he's, He's very honest with my with my food, so he's always got something funny to say. So, awesome. yeah, Abigail Lovas. Cool. And when you open your yoga studio, are you gonna have uh, like a cooking section? Are you gonna infuse <laughs> cooking with yoga? I would yeah. love to have like a f- refrigerator or something where I could like sell food or make uh-huh. food. I don't know how it would work or what, but that was that's a great great idea that I would love to incorporate somehow. If, Especially desserts, like yes, I would love to have like a just a fridge with like just vegan yummy desserts. Because that <laughs> that's amazing. exactly what you yeah. need after uh-huh. yoga is a dessert, right? Yeah. We had I had a, a podcast guest Katie Leonard, who mm-hmm. her entire business is like healthy sweets, pretty oh, much. Love she it. She says you don't have to, you can still be healthy and have dessert basically, mm-hmm. and makes yes. all these awesome different varieties of foods god i love it southern california but you and her would i'm I'm a dessert like every day sometimes after every meal like kind of person like yeah because healthy desserts you can make Mm -hmm. i mean when you put no sugar in it it can taste good and yes dessert every day specifically these two yeah though i'm pointing out the shreddables but the White chocolate macadamia and the dark chocolate, both are pretty tasty, like dessert sounds so good. So are these in stores? Um, they're going to be in stores. We're getting them into stores okay. slowly. I was going to say, because I'm, I'm, like, I'm always researching. I love no-cow bars. Those are like the other vegan. No-cow, yeah. Check them out. I'd but love to hear your feedback. I really am going to value it Shreddables. because you're Yummy. someone who eats protein bars and in uh, And they're the gluten-free. 
Yeah. Another bonus. They're super good. I like the peanut butter one personally. And then that oh. other thing is shroomy. Um, it's uh, like mushroom extract gummy. Oh, wow. I don't know if you've ever looked I into have, like the I've power had, of I've had, Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you can check those out as well. Shroomies. Do you have any other questions for Abigail while we're... I don't. While we've got you here. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. This was really fun. My I'm, first podcast. That's <laughs> like, awesome, Gabby. I, I, thank you for reaching out. and Thank you for sharing. I really uh, respect the lifestyle that you decide to have and how you're really in tune with yourself. So... I told Kyle, hey, not really cool person <laughs> oh, that I would so love sweet. for you to have her and have her to share your her story and just like all the incredible things that you've done and it's just so amazing to see girls our age or women our age just mm-hmm. going after their dreams and very yeah. So thanks I again. Really have to, it's yeah. good to meet you or meet you, Kyle. This is the yes. first time I've even met you, so this was this was great. Mm-hmm. Alondra, good to see you. Well, thank you so much again, and we'll, until next time, yeah, we'll circle back and let you know when this is online, but thanks, and uh, yeah, we're going to now go eat some sweets. <laughs> Vegan healthy Maybe, sweets. Yeah. Made by Abby. Awesome. All right, that's a wrap on today's episode. It's always uh, uncertain where these conversations are gonna go and what I'm gonna learn from the guests, um, especially when I don't know them personally. And uh, it's just something that you get to discover the truth, which is that we all have such an incredible story to tell. Pursuing passion leads to so many unique opportunities and also willingness to push yourself. So um, yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Stephen Kotler has a new book out and we're doing a symphony clubhouse call. I know it dates this show, but we're doing it tonight, Wednesday, March 17th. And um, I, I recommend if you guys wanna just have a conversation uh, with a couple other like-minded people that are also intellectually curious, hop on clubhouse and uh, follow the symphony co. I'm not even sure if you can follow people, but um, yeah, we haven't created a club. Anyways, hit us up, let us know if you wanna be a part of that. Um, basically, it's just people talking on uh, this new app called Clubhouse. Um, What else? That's about it. Subscribe to the podcast and uh, leave a review if you enjoyed any of the episodes so far. Um, Got some cool guests and I've been slacking a little bit. Just got back from a two-week road trip, but um, should be interviewing some cool people and just using this platform to continue telling stories and learning. So until next time, I'm out of here.